and I was in a relationship that was not faithful and I learned behaviors to help me cope like you know emotional manipulation or jealousy because of my loss I was not able to be as emotionally present as I wanted during the first two years of my daughter's life You're listening to Enemy Within You, a podcast that exposes the subtle ways we work against ourselves. My name is Luis Vasquez, and I'm here to help you combat your negative patterns by sharing stories, ancient wisdom, and good old common sense. So by all means, go get a cup of coffee ready, and let's talk about life. So you caught your significant other or friend doing something shady to you. Soon after they get caught, they apologize and talk about something that happened in their past that's been hard for them to deal with. What do you do? How do you respond? Do you empathize with them, overlook the shadiness, and act like it never happened? Or maybe you catch yourself doing the same thing over and over again. You associate some of your bad habits with things from your past, situations or events that maybe were completely out of your control. If you feel like a prisoner of your past, or if you find yourself over-empathizing with people who keep doing you wrong, then this episode is for you. Understanding how your past affects you today can be difficult to decipher. Quotes such as, you are not your past are used to empower people who struggle with coming to terms with what they've done. These words are meant to set aside shame and steer people into self-forgiveness. Now let me ask you something. Do you agree with that statement? Here's my opinion. I think that the statement that you are not your past is incomplete. No, you are not your past, but your past will always be part of you. So the natural question to that is how much does a person's past truly affect them? How much does your past truly affect you? I'm convinced that until you learn to decipher that, you'll stunt your growth. You'll be working against yourself. Mark my word, the lack of clarity on how much you or someone else's past affects the present will become your enemy. If you're not able to see the past for what it is today, you'll find yourself in crazy situations that are never in your favor. Confusion will enter your mind and mess with your life. Don't underestimate your past nor anyone else's, for better or worse. You see, the past bleeds into the present, which then affects the future. Let me explain. Let's say someone has a history of cheating. Is it fair to assume they'll cheat again? Should you dismiss dating them entirely? If my statement about the past bleeding into the present is true, then (laughs) you'll need to investigate what part of their past is bleeding in. You see, if you notice shady tendencies or a lack of boundaries in any way, then bad habits from their past have probably bled into today. In this case, (laughs) don't even mess with them like that. Move along unless you like the drama life, which I hope you really don't. On the other hand, What if the person is truly regretful about their history of cheating? What if they've done the hard work of setting healthy boundaries? What if they've made it a point 
to change their habits so that their integrity is never, ever compromised. In this case, their past has also bled into the present, but in the best possible way. It's because of their past that they've chosen to change their ways. You see what I mean? Let me give you another inverse example. You've probably heard of a millionaire who loses it all and goes bankrupt for whatever reason. And even after losing it all, they somehow bounce back and become even wealthier the second time around. You see, these stories are also examples of the past bleeding into the present. If the wealthy person who loses it all allows their good financial habits from the past to carry into the present, then it doesn't matter how much they've lost. The habits that made them wealthy the first time around will create the wealth again for a second time. But of course, this only happens if they choose to let that part of their past bleed in. You see how that works? Here's a statement I believe to be true. Your past can be used to measure your level of resilience. Did you catch that? I'll say it again. Your past can be used to measure your level of resilience. So again, you are not your past, but your past will always be part of you. You get to choose what habits, what paradigms, and what beliefs bleed into your present. I have always been a firm believer of not letting our past experiences define who we are or can become in the future. We all go through our share of life experiences, whether good or bad, and we cannot let those past mistakes, failures, and experiences take away from the greater good of our present or future selves. One of my major setbacks was taken on when I lost my father at a time when I needed him the most. My father's dream was for me to become a lawyer or major in law of some sort. Although it was not my dream at the time, nor was it in any future plans of mine, I wanted to make him proud and took it into consideration. Right when I started looking into local colleges and law schools, life took a major turn. I had found out I was going to become a mother, and while that brought the utmost excitement, it quickly was demolished as my father had been diagnosed with stage four cancer around the same time. Everything at that point came to a halt for me. My plans, my goals, my aspirations all came crashing down. In June of 2005, I gave birth to my daughter and two months later, my father passed on. It was one of the most traumatic experiences of my life, losing a life and bringing one into the world. It took a toll on all my decisions that were to come. I spiraled into an emotional roller coaster, and due to that, I made some mistakes that took me years to recover from. Because of my loss, I was not able to be as emotionally present as I wanted during the first two years of my daughter's life. Until one day, I decided to pull myself together. I had a little life that was dependent off me. If I was not going to be able to make my father proud by following the dreams that he had set forth for me, I was definitely going to make sure all of my decision-making, personal and professional, would make my daughter proud. Fifteen years later, although not easy, I'm not far from checking off some of those goals I set forth for myself and now my children. I may not have become the lawyer my father wanted me to be, 
but I have climbed the ladder and have become successful in my personal career of choice. One thing I learned is that every time you think that you are being rejected or set back from something good, you are actually being redirected to something better. So never let your past dictate your future. You know, recently someone asked me if I could still break dance. We dancers call it breaking or b-boying or if you're a girl, b-girling. You see, I used to b-boy in my late teens and early 20s. And I'm not talking about dancing here and there. No, I was pretty dedicated. I'm talking about practicing four to five times a week for hours at a time. Sometimes even until my body would just plain out give out. Competing and performing at shows was a normal part of life during that time. Now, I haven't done any of that in almost a decade. But guess what? Give me a dope beat, and if my body is feeling it, I'll still get down. Now, I probably can't go five rounds like I used to, but I can still do a solid two or three. And of course, I feel it way more the next day than I did in the past. So even today, after 10 years of not dancing, I can still do some things that people who work out, do yoga, or play sports can't do. So why am I bringing up breaking and telling you that I can still do things after not practicing for so long? Well, because I'm illustrating a principle. You see, my muscle memory and habits from the past bleeds into the present moment when I dance. It's a simple principle that's always being applied in life and all around us. And you know what? You have that ability too. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about being able to break. What I'm talking about is choosing what parts of your past bleeds into the present moment, for better or worse. No, I am not my past, but I do believe that there are parts of me that took root somewhere in my late teens that still haunt me today. It shows me that I've got an opportunity and room to grow if I stay on this path, but there are still parts of that little me that creep through today. For example, uh, I conjured up a belief in my late teens that there was no such thing in a faithful relationship. And I was in a relationship that was not faithful. And I learned behaviors to help me cope, like, you know, emotional manipulation or jealousy, uh, just things and, and behaviors learned, right? And I can grow out of those things, but they still creep through. And so while I know that I am not my past, not defined by it, there are still parts of it that are in me today that need to heal, if that makes any sense. I hope so. <laughs> so let's talk about red flags for a bit. We've all regretted a friendship or relationship before. A person that showed you all the signs and had all the red flags, and yet you still decided to give them the benefit of the doubt for whatever reason. Now let me ask you something. How could have you prevented wasting your time and energy on them? I'm sure in retrospect, you probably see all the signs now and all the red flags, right? It's probably clear as day the way they were playing you or the way they were taking advantage of you. But what can you do going forward? It's very simple. Learn to take the red flags for what they are. A red flag is the past bleeding into the present. 
So if you're smart, you'll probe and learn about a person's past to understand why the red flag is there. The more you understand, the more clarity you'll have regarding how healthy this person is for you. No, I'm not talking about judging anyone. I'm talking about protecting yourself. I mean really doing what's best for you and not settling for anything less. Otherwise, it'll eventually work against you. But careful. Sometimes people are super slick in knowing how to hide behind their past. Heck, maybe you've been guilty of being that slick. Let's highlight two types of people who hide behind their past. Hopefully, you're neither one of them. But if you are or you have them tendencies, then you're about to be confronted. The first type of people are master manipulators. These people are experts in hiding behind their past. They'll tell you about something that happened to them in such a way that you feel sorry for them. They'll prey on your empathy, and then they'll wield your good nature to their advantage. A tactic they'll use when you catch them being shady is that they'll immediately start telling you about something that happened to them in their past. Sometimes it'll be to play the victim. Other times it'll be to justify their actions. I mean, let's be honest, we've all met these kinds of people. Heck, you've probably even been in a relationship with a person like that. Or maybe you still are. Sometimes they're even your own family members. But here's the thing. Deep down, you already know that they're manipulative. Something about them feels off. You probably make all kinds of excuses and turn a blind eye to some of the garbage they do to you. Heck, you probably even have people who truly care about you continually trying to expose them or telling you not to fall for their nonsense. Stop falling for all that. We both know you're better than that. There is nothing they give you that you can't get somewhere else or that you even need. I don't care if they're your family, closest friends, or someone you fell in love with for all the wrong reasons. See their present actions and decouple them from their past. There is no justification for shadiness or offenses. Learn to call a spade a spade. Shady is shady and an offense is an offense. Period. Now let's move on to the second type of person that hides behind their past continually. The second type of person are extremely insecure people. And their approach is a little different because what they'll do is that they'll play the victim or hero by telling you their past. They'll lack confidence in one of two ways. They'll either hold on to a negative experience and blame all of their shortcomings on that one happening, or they'll try to make you believe that they are more than they are by embellishing past accomplishments. Sometimes they're so slick that they'll do both simultaneously. <laughs> they'll play victim and hero in the same story. So in other words, they'll try to keep living in a past glory. These people have a hard time coming to terms with their current reality. Years ago, I started attending a church where almost an entire generation of people struggled in their spiritual walk. Many of these people either grew up in church or attended church at a very young age. As a newbie at the church, I remember listening to so many stories about a legendary choir that hadn't been active in over a decade. Eventually, I noticed a pattern. It turns out that many of the young people who weren't content with their spiritual walk 
were part of this incredible choir that toured around the U.S. I mean, I heard stories left and right about how the choir went to this place, to this city, and so for many of these people, the experience they lived at such a young age was great. So great that they held on to that feeling of greatness maybe for too long. You see, after this legendary choir stopped touring and normal life resumed, many of the choir members scattered. Some of them returned to past vices. Other people stayed in church, but like I said, they were never really content with their spiritual walk. They always had something negative to say about this or that. They were pessimistic about the decisions that were being made in church. They were clearly using that season of their life when they were part of that choir as a point of reference. A lot of their pessimistic sentences went a lot like this. Well, back in the day when we used to do this or that, we always did this. Or this never happened when we were part of this. Or this never happened back in the day. (laughs) You've heard those sentences before, right? It's like the OGs reminiscing over a time when they were top dogs. Or when they were at their peak. But you know what I realized? I realized that these people live in a past glory. Some of them have romanticized that time in their life so much that they've embellished their memories without even knowing it. But on a deeper note, what they were really doing is avoiding the hard work of the present. You see, it's easier for them to distract themselves and others with anything other than the current situation. They've become masters at recounting their past in a light that diminishes the present day. Sadly, they've not come to terms with their current reality. Now, I'm sure describing these two types of people who hide behind their past has probably sparked some kind of emotion in you. Maybe you've thought about a master manipulator in your life, or maybe you've thought of an extremely insecure person that you've dealt with or are currently dealing with in the present. Having these type of people in your life can be draining. So guard yourself. Eliminate these people from your life if you suspect that they're hiding behind their past. I'll wrap up this episode by giving you one last piece of advice. An ancient scripture reads, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. You see, what you do today will be part of your past and future. Your actions of today will become your past, and they'll also play a hand in creating your future. So you do best to be fully present. Steer away from decisions that will mold the past you'd not want anyone to know about, and double down on actions that will make your story worth telling. You will reap what you sow. We all do in the end. So start seeing the past, present, and future holistically. Learn to decipher when your interpretation of the past is working against you. You see, sometimes you'll need to slap yourself out of it and stop over-empathizing and making excuses for yourself and other people who are no good for you. Other times, you need to be more open-minded to those who have truly changed for the better because of their past. And yes, that includes you. That includes being empathetic towards yourself, to have compassion for yourself. Remember, 
The past can be used to measure a person's resilience. Learn how to discern that. And so no, you are not your past, but your past will forever be part of you. Thank you.